Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first, I guess, seasonal edition of Believe in NBA Prospects on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Josh Rodriguez. I'm here with Quab S. (laughs) (laughs) With the strong S. Strong S, baby. Capital S. Capital S. S period. Quab S period. Quab AKS here on the Believe Podcast Network. That's right. It is LA's. I'm not even going to try to say Los Angeles's. That's a very. We're just going to go LA's. This is LA's. LA's. Um, number one podcast network. If you want to hear anything about sports and entertainment, this is the podcast network for you. We have very specific niche podcasts. Like if you're an Angels fan, we have an Angels podcast. If you are a Lakers fan, we have a Lakers podcast. If you if you want to talk about the Bachelor Club, you know what? We got a freaking Bachelor podcast. Did you know that? I did not know that, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna listen to that. So yeah, yeah neither am I. We're gonna talk about NBA <laughs> yeah. prospects here. I'm Josh Rodriguez once again. Um, Quab, how you feeling? Um, I'm okay. I'm doing good. I'm doing uh, good actually. Are you ready to do this thing weekly, baby? It's about time. I mean, we were waiting for this college season to start to talk about um, some prospects, and here we are. Yeah, finally, it finally started. So let's get it going. All right, let's do it. Um, first and foremost, we do have to get right into this with the James Wiseman news because it's the biggest story in college basketball right now. The number one prospect of the projected number one player in the NBA draft is going to have to sit 12 games. He already sat one, so he has 11 more to sit um, because because why, Qua? Because Coach Penny Hardaway paid for what? What, what did Penny Hardaway pay for? I think I think Penny Hardaway paid for his uh, his family to move when he was in high school. I thought it was before. Yeah, it was before that? Or no, it was high school? Yeah, high school. school. They messed up the date, so it made it seem like he was like 10 years old or something. But I think when he was – yeah, when he was in high school, they – he paid for him to move to Memphis. So that – technically, they're saying that made Penny Hardaway a booster. (laughs) How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? BS. (laughs) BS. <laughs> it's complete. But it was like he wasn't he wasn't his college co- I don't know, man. I I think the whole thing is BS. So for him for him to have to sit what uh like you said, uh eleven games and also he apparently has to pay eleven thousand dollars to like the charity of his choice, which I, where is that money supposed to come from <laughs> I have right no, now? I have no idea. So, so what happens if he borrows that money? Is he going to be <laughs> – if he borrows that money from Penny Hardaway again, is he going to be <laughs> not allowed to play again? James like has been suspended 12 more games for donating to a charity of his choice. Of his choice for borrowing money. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of it. I think I – I think the whole thing is a joke. Um, so you're making him sit what uh, the 11 games? I, what do you think that? What do you think he should do? Do you think he should sit the 11 games and come back? Do you think he should sit the 11 games and maybe just work out and just prepare for the NBA draft? What is your opinion on that? Yeah, sit the 11th game, uh, 11 games, and come back and, and help your team. I mean, there's really nothing else he can do. I mean, if you're practicing, technically you are preparing for the NBA. So you might as well practice with your team. Is he allowed to practice with the team? Or is he just being yeah. from all um, activities? 
I think he should be. I think he's probably allowed to practice. Right, so I don't. Then, I don't think he's yeah, bad. practice with your team. Come back and make a difference. I mean, honestly, let's just say Memphis goes um, eight and four, something like that, right? Pretty good, but not so good, or maybe seven and five. And then he comes in, and all of a sudden, you know, they're running the table. It looks good on his part, and that boosts his stock even more. So I think, you know, in a weird way, this could be, you know, an opportunity for him to show exactly who he is as a player and show why a lot of play, um, scouts have him as the number one pick going forward in the NBA draft. You know, I'm excited to see him. I've only seen highlights and mixtapes of him, and it's really hard to tell, you know, what kind of player he's going to be without watching a game. You know, you have to see how he does in certain situations, and I think it's important for scouts to see that. You know, you want to show, okay, I can run the floor. Okay, I can play half-court defense. Okay, I can play half-court offense. I can rotate, and I think that's important. I mean, there's only so much you can get from workouts, and I think going in to the college regular season and playing and then going to the NCAA tournament and showing out is probably the best way to get a scout's attention in my mind. But he also, I've heard that, but he also has the option of he could go to Australia and play in that league, get paid and still be considered a, he right now, if he doesn't play another game, he's still going to be a top five pick. Yeah, like I, I get that, but don't you want to solidify the fact that you're the number one pick and maybe going to Australia might not do that. I mean, I, I think the NCAA is still the bread and butter um, where scouts, you know, they, they trust that the most. I mean, look at Luka Doncic. He went, what, third in, in the yeah. draft? I mean, if he played in college, I don't think there would have been a doubt that he would have been the first overall pick that year. But he was playing overseas, and there's a lot of questions. So I think a lot of scouts like to see American kids play against Americans. They have a better feel for it. Um, and I think they're very hesitant to take someone who's playing overseas first. Uh, what about... Um but then that, that brings up the question, but what about somebody like LaMelo right now who plays overseas and still is getting that, that number one draft, like could, could be a possibly possible number one pick, kind of getting that— uh, Well, Melo's a, he's, a different, he's a different case for me for the simple fact that he, his family's basically on celebrity status at this point. You know? <laughs> very it's, true, it's, very it's, true. It's the truth. I mean, a lot comes with that subconsciously. You know his name. You know what he's about. You've been watching him since he was 14 years old. And honestly, I mean, we talked about it on, on an episode before. I'm very impressed with what I've seen from LaMelo, and he's taken me by surprise. So I think he's a special case. I can't really say that I— um, I, I can't say that his case is the norm and that I would bank on what the hell am I trying to say? Um, what, what am I trying to say, Quab? I would say, like, you, you, you kind of, it's like, it's, it's uh, two different, like. Yeah, he's the exception. He's not the rule. Yeah, he, yeah, it's two different. I see it. All right, going forward, what do you think is going to become of the NCAA? Because not only do they have this issue, um, not only in basketball, they had in football too with Chase Young. We won't we won't go down the football route, but they also have the issue of not paying their players. Obviously, California passed a law where they'll start paying their players, but you know that has to happen nationwide, and there's going to be like a discrepancy about who gets what. I mean, it, they're a long way away from having a fair pay system there in the NCAA. Do you think this is kind of like the beginning of the end or the beginning of society just turning its back <laughs> on the NCAA? I, I really do mean that literally, like society, like <laughs> American culture. No, no. No, I, I completely understand that yeah. statement because it's just they looked at in such a negative manner, which it's they should be because it look it feels like they're taking advantage of all these kids. They are. Not they are. Like, they are, yeah. Yeah, and it's like um, they've, they have no chance of compensation and for example, even the J James Wiseman, you're suspending a kid for something that happened in high school because somebody helped his parents move. When the money, like, 
it it just gets they I don't know it's what's the right word I'm like they like they mud it up like they just they pick and choose right. what what to mud up and like there I I feel like in this year especially with college basketball there was a bunch of situations where some players transferred and were allowed to play right away that weren't they weren't graduate transfers they just transferred they were, they were allowed to play right away mm-hmm. and then some players transferred and they weren't and the NCAA is like the be all who like they choose. I don't know. I feel like there's gonna it's gonna get to the point where there might get eradicated, like, and there's just for and there might be a better option. I don't know when this is gonna happen. I don't know how long that's gonna take. Like you said, it's a complicated with the pay system is gonna be complicated, but it eventually it's gonna happen. I mean, I could see a situation where the G League becomes like the new minor league, where it becomes like I wouldn't say must see TV, but if you have all your top prospects, let's just say. Every player in the ACC is now in the G League. Every player in the Big East is now in the G League. Now the G League becomes like this really, really competitive amateur basketball league on top of these players who have been drafted and have been sent down by their teams. It it, it would become pretty crazy to have like a 30-team G League with the best college players and the best of the NBA prospects that aren't in the league yet. I could totally see that being a big thing. Um, I'm not sure if the NBA would want that, so to say, but I, do I think th- they, I think they would. Yeah, I, I, that could be a huge money maker. I mean, it might, it might, you know, you know, if you're in the G League right now and you're trying to work your way up to a roster, it could be a frustrating thing to hear because you yeah. already got drafted, and now all of a sudden this freshman phenom is coming in and he might take your spot in a rotation. But I think if they treat it more of a competition and rather than a developmental league, I think that can make a lot of money. And I think that could be a new avenue for the NBA to take because not only are you still developing future prospects, you're actually making money off it yourself. It's another I think it's gonna, I think it's going to get to the point, I've said this, I've said this previously, it's going to get to the point where every NBA team is going to have an affiliate. Right. It's, it's not the case now, but and that's going to lead to the NBA draft being more rounds. Yeah, it's going like to four or five rounds or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's gonna that's gonna f- make more kids actually end up leaving early just because there's some kids who are like I'm not I'm not staying in college I'm just gonna I'll, I'll go grind it out in the G League just to try to make an NBA. Right. Like they, and they'll be they'll be okay with that. Um, if they I don't know when this will happen, but if they're able to create such a like a similar to baseball a farm system where you have you no know, double A triple A before you get to the majors with they, if they can build that through the G League and so forth, that could it, it would work and it, it would be a big money maker for the NBA. So that that is that is a strong possibility. All right, so we'll end the segment there. I mean, it's definitely something that we needed to hit on, considering we are an NBA prospect show and James Wiseman is pretty much the number one prospect in college basketball right now. So hopefully we get to see him soon. Hopefully that 11 game suspension goes by very quickly. Um, I will, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, next let's get into a would you rather segment. We're just going to pick two debate uh two players debate over them. Uh it's very early in the season, so I think this is just going to come off of straight in my mind at least, I'll be honest with you, highlights, mixtapes, <laughs> things that I've seen. Quab, I think you're a little more in depth than I am, so if you're listening, trust his word more than mine. <laughs> let's get no, into I it. Try- I trust your word, too. I trust your word. All right. Well, we'll see. First comparison. First guard you would draft, LaMelo Ball or Anthony Edwards? You go first. Go first. Um, honestly, depending on the situation. Oh, okay. St- it depends on the situation, but I'm still like, right now, I'm still like Anthony Edwards. 
Okay. I still like I still like Anthony Edwards just because um, the couple of games he's played for Georgia, he's it's the same thing that, like he's done in high school. He makes scoring look so easy. Like he and he is he's he is he is the same age as Lamelo, and but he looks so much physically like built and ready for the league in comparison. And he's putting up like what is it? I forget what the stats are, but he, uh, 25 points with ease every every game. And scoring all three levels, puts the ball in the basket. And I think his he's more suited to be in the league and help a team right away. I feel like Lamelo would come in and would have to be in the right situation for it to work out for him. Okay, I understand what you're saying there. That makes sense. I would like Lamelo though. I've completely fallen for uh, <laughs> this mixtape highlights in Australia. The mellow ball that I'm seeing, um, no surprise there. I did fall for Ben Simmons' workout videos this summer, and I'm very ashamed that I did. Um, so I'm the type of person to look at a tape and be like, yes, I like that. <laughs> but listen, this is what I see in Lamelo. I see a more aggressive Lonzo. And I think Lonzo's a pretty solid pro. I mean, he can't stay healthy. He can't stay on the court. But when he's on the court, he's a difference maker. Um, not so much scoring the basketball, but, you know, finding teammates, playing defense. And I think Lamelo can have that same impact. And then on top of that, I think he's going to be able to score the basketball at a way more efficient and higher rate than Lonzo. I think he's going to be a better pro than Lonzo. So in my mind, I look at Lonzo, and I think I said this before, and I'm like, okay, Lonzo's here. I think Melo's going to be above him. So therefore, I know what he's going to be in the NBA. Someone like Anthony Edwards, he does look like he can score at any point, um, anytime he wants to. He looks very polished, but I'm still having a hard time gauging what I think he's going to be in the league. I think I have a pretty good idea what I think of LaMelo Ball, and I think he's a fringe all-star, maybe an all-star. I think that's his ceiling. So I'm going to take LaMelo Ball on this one. And I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think, I don't think it's that crazy at yeah. all. I don't think – like for every – the scouts are saying that he's a possible number one. He's getting compared to Luka right now just because of that's how tall he is. That's, that's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But because yeah. of his height and his ability to still play points. So that's what – and I, I heard he's still growing. So, I mean, I feel like with him, he just needs to be in the right situation. Okay. That makes that's sense. What that's what that's. You know what I mean, I feel like prospect though. I mean, you know, if you get drafted to the wrong team, it's it's like if if you're yeah. a power forward right now, do you really want to get drafted by the Knicks and be like ninth behind all these power forwards? <laughs> <laughs> that, that I know you're not saying that just as a Knicks fan, but yeah, no. um, no, nah, no, nah, not at all, not at all. Uh, yeah. no, no, you're right. But I'm just like, for example, when you're talking about, um, I feel like with Lonzo when he got drafted by Lakers, everybody was saying, oh, that's a it's a perfect fit, but with all the expectations, I was heaved on him at that at that point. I feel like he's in a better situation now on a better team for him on the Pelicans. So right. I just feel like somebody somebody like uh, Lamelo just needs to get in the right situation where he's not where a team will allow him to grow and get better and like fulfill his potential. I just feel like Anthony Edwards could probably step in and go get you a bucket right now. All right, respect. I get it. Yeah. I get it. All right, next. Point guard, you would draft first Cole Anthony or Nico Mannion. Did I say that correctly? Nico Mannion. Nico, Nico Mannion, baby. There we the go. The Red Mamba. Is that is that who you're going with, Nico Mannion? Nico Mannion, the Red Mamba. Yeah, man, that's the that's the that's the homie. You're going with Nico over Cole. Uh, again, situation based. I, I, well, I know you go. You're probably gonna go with Cole, right? Probably. Come on. Probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> what does uh? I know you love Cole, right? Uh, I love him. What What does he do that Dennis Smith uh, Jr. doesn't? God damn it. <laughs> I think he's a better passer. He's a better passer. Is he not? Have you, he's averaging – well, I, I'll say this with Cole Anthony, right? Right now for UNC, 
his team is so dependent on him scoring. It's it's kind of crazy. He's a better scorer than than uh, Dennis Smith Jr. He's a, he's a better rebounder because okay. he, he was so, wait, he was he's better at everything. <laughs> <laughs> he's better at everything. He was averaging like ten rebounds to start the year. Come I was on. like, what's going on? Now so, I'll say that I like Nico Mannion. I personally like. I've always liked okay. Nico Mannion in high school, um, and he's playing really well for Arizona. I feel like with Nico Mannion again, um, I think he just he he can just fit on any team. But I say this with like. In this way, he can fit on any team as a backup and a fringe starter in terms of he can bring – he does everything well, right? Yeah. How many te- How many teams right now need a, le- a lead point guard? Um, there's one that I can think of. They play in New York. Um, Bro- called- Brooklyn Brooklyn has Kyrie. I don't know what you're talking about. That's, <laughs> only, that's the only team that plays in New York. I mean, there's a lot of um, – let's be honest. This is a golden age of point guards right now. Yeah. So I mean, so, there's, there's not a lot of teams that really need a point guard, except for yeah. the, the the Knicks, because that's that's. You guys I'm... have, you guys have three point guards. Yeah. Point, point, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I get, I get your point. I get your point. Yeah. Um, I just like I like Nico Mannion's game. He's all around. Like, can you can get a bucket? He sets up teammates. He's smart. He's uh, sneaky, athletic. Um. I feel like he's gonna he's gonna keep surprising a lot of people. If he gets in the league, he's gonna surprise a lot of people. Right now, that's that's how I feel about him. Cole Anthony's Cole Anthony. We all know how good Cole Anthony is. Just I respect it though. I, I feel like you yeah. think Nico's game is he, like he has a higher floor, whereas Cole can be a bust. Yes, it's either like he needs to, and he's gonna. I I, I hope he doesn't get on the Knicks. I'm sorry. I know you want him. You want. Him. I hope he does because it's just expectations would be heaved on him. But um. Yeah, Cole, like Cole, Cole's Cole's a tough point guard. Can I think we talked about him on an early episode when we did a preview of teams? Yeah, and how and how much we like we like him all around game. Can can pass, can score, uh, handle the ball really well. So again, it's all come it all comes down to fit, right? So he just needs to get on a team with the right fit. Okay, I respect that. I respect that. I got to check his game out. I got to see him play more. I got to see him play. That that's just me. I got to watch some Arizona games. There. Oh yeah, uh, playing, uh, um, UNC is currently playing Elon right now. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can look at the box score on that. Cole had nine points, eight rebounds. No, no, nine points, eight assists, and eleven rebounds. Bars. Man's a re- rebound monster. Bars. Nine points. Jeez, what happened? Bars. Did he not hard? That's uh, it's because it's Elon. Well, he, only, he only plays probably like it's, 25 it's, minutes. It's Elon. It's, yeah, they just yeah, need him for Elon. a little bit. All right, let's move on to our next segment. Quabin and I are going to throw segments at the wall and see what sticks for the rest of the year. We have a, we have ideas for a lot of different segments. This is another one called Show Me Love. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a segment where I, I lean on Quab. I'm not going to lie. I lean on Quab for the deep dives, players, prospects that are expected to go in the second round, probably prospects that are going to be undrafted but can make noise in the NBA after a while. Quab. First segment of Show Me Love. Who is the first player you want to give love to? I'm Actually, show no, love. Hold, hold on. Pause. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Pause. Hold on. Pause. Pause. <laughs> Who is the first player you want to how, – how can I say this? Um, here's, a play, here's the first player I'm going to show some love to. Um, <laughs> all right, fine. We'll go, we'll go with that. Go ahead. Yeah, well, the first player I'm going to show some love to is uh, Miles Powell from uh, Place of Scene Hall. Jersey stand up. Jersey. Jersey. What up, though? Jersey, uh, 5'11 shooting guard, but like 
has a I think a six foot seven uh, wingspan. Uh, knockdown shooter. Uh, they just played um. I think Michigan State earlier, they lost. It was a three-point loss, but he put up 37 points. And it was just, it was a clinic of just, like, crazy act-like shots. The uh, the man is a big-time scorer. He, uh, a lot of people expected him to declare for the draft last season, but he decided to come back for his senior year. Um, he just had a game against Michigan State where he put up uh, 37 points. Uh, they lost by three, but it was just, it was just a clinic of just tough shots and three-pointers and... He is he's just a certified bucket getter and I think he's definitely going to be drafted in the second round maybe even higher depending on our team needs but he he was supposed to a lot of people expected him to come out last uh season uh last year I mean for the draft but he decided to stay for his senior year cuz he he said he wanted to get his um degree so good I mean good for him um he's not going to need it when he makes the NBA but uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh that yeah, facts. But props, props to him though. Um, yeah, he, he's, uh, he's. I think he's also a preseason All-American. Uh, so he's somebody really like watch out for in Seen Hall also. So they have a very tough team. All right, and who else, Quab, do you want to show love to? Uh, <laughs> you crazy? Uh, the second person, <laughs> the second player is uh somebody that keeps uh popping up in a lot of scouts. Uh, I've seen a lot of scouts talking about. Uh, Anthony Lamb from Vermont. They're uh, good, he's man. A, I watched. They're good. Uh, you seen Vermont play? Yeah, they're good. They lost, but they're good. Um, he's he's a he's a six six power forward. Apparently, he's a um, he's he's viewed as one of the most productive players in college basketball. Like, uh, even though he hasn't been hitting his shot, he's known as a knockdown shooter and seen as that's going to be his niche when he gets to the uh, NBA. But uh, he's been able to still like I think against. St. John's, he was still able to play uh, disruptive defense, so he's able to uh, play both sides of the floor. So he's somebody also look out for. Like you said, uh, they have a good team, so they might be a tournament uh, sleeper, possibly, in your opinion, or not? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And Vermont traditionally has a good basketball program anyway. They usually uh, either they're in the tournament or they're making their conference championship game. And that conference championship game, I think, is still in their gym. I think that's like a tradition. So, I mean... That's a huge advantage for them. So, I mean, I, that's I don't. A cheat. I don't that's yeah. a cheat. It is. It Sienna. is. Sienna. Sienna. <clears throat> uh, let's go, Ryder. Yeah. Let's go, Ryder. Yeah. Harris Menzel. Harris Menzel. Um, um, but yeah, uh, typically they they do have a really good program and they do well. So, I mean, I I don't know what the rest of the conference looks like. I haven't had uh, my pulse on their conference just yet, but I'm pretty sure that they're going to be a force to reckon with in that conference. I think it's the. Um, American, something like that. American East or something like that. What conference is Vermont in? I don't know. I'll just take that out. But yeah. Oh, that's that's good. Okay, so yeah, he's uh, Anthony Lamb. Uh, that's another player to look out for. He's not really a, a known name, but um, he's seen in the mold of like a uh, thing. Scout compared it to him to uh, maybe uh, George Nian or uh, Jared Dudley. Just a okay. just a skill. Yeah, solid skilled player. Plays both sides of the floor. Can and can hit knock down jumper and. I think the NBA is to the point where you need shooters. Right. You every team needs shooters. So if you if you can shoot the ball, you can you can get a job. All right, there we go. That has been Show Me Love with Kwabe KS. Yes. <laughs> 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 
All right, Quab, we did it. That was our first episode of the actual season, not the preseason. We're definitely going to bring you some more segments, some rankings going forward. College basketball is under, underway, and I'm really, really excited about all of it. Um, so I'm looking forward to the season. This is Believe in NBA Prospects. You can follow the Believe Podcast Network at Believe Podcast on social media. Your one-stop shop for all your podcast needs, whether it's baseball, basketball, football. Bachelor. Bachelor, yeah. I forgot. How could I forget the Bachelor? How could you forget? Come on, man. I was getting there. That was like the the finisher, you know? And and the Bachelor. It should be the first. It should be like the Bachelor, then NBA. Come on. (laughs) All right, I'm Josh Rodriguez at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore Quab. Where can everybody find you? Everybody can find me at Quab, a.k.a. Y-E-S on everything on all social media platforms. That's right. We'll be back next week. Until then, I don't have a message. Until then, what, Quab? Bye. <laughs> Until then, take, take care take, of yourself. Take, take care of yourself, take, right? That, that's, good. that's good. That's how we're going to end yeah. stuff now. Take, take, take care take, of yourself. Trick water. Take it. Drink water. <laughs> Trick, trick, uh, drink, drink, yo, drink exercise. water and and get and get enough sleep. You know there what I'm saying? Like, exercise. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. <laughs>